Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. Today, we're going to talk about the beautiful Margot Robbie and how Margot Robbie is parlaying her career in a successful way. Now, we, in some ways, as you can hear from the intro, like to kind of cast a sardonic negative glow on celebrities. We do have an episode coming up on Wednesday, part one of Overrated Actors. But I do want to give props to actors and actresses when I feel or may feel that they're doing a good job. And Margot Robbie, I think, is doing a lot of things right in not just her career, but also in her personal life. We know that Hollywood, like the athlete world, has a very high rate of divorce and a high rate of promiscuity. And I'm not a big fan of either in my own personal life or in other lives. So I, you know, I, I don't think it's good for people to have seven marriages a la Elizabeth Taylor or kind of have the train wreck of three husbands like Kate Hudson and Kate Winslet and so forth. So let's talk about Margot Robbie. I think most of you guys know who she is. She hails from Australia. She's one of many beautiful women that hail from Australia, or at least Australian actresses. I've never been to Australia. When I do travel abroad, I typically go to Europe call me a Europhile snob, but I really don't have a lot of interest to go to Australia because I'm a big fan of history and there's just not a lot of history there and in New Zealand where the Kiwis are. But you got Naomi Watts, you got Kidman, you got Blanchett, and the list goes on and on of just star-studded actresses that come out of Australia. So Robbie is 32 years old and I knew her when she was on the show, the short-lived show Pan Am, she got her break on a Australian TV show called Neighbors, kind of like what uh, EastEnders over in England, just the, the a show that's been on forever and they just crank out different people. And she got her break, as I think some of you know, from Wolf of Wall Street, where, I mean, let's be real. Margot Robbie, if she was unattractive, would not be a movie star. Part of her appeal, but unlike, let's say, Cameron Diaz, which we'll talk about here at the end with some comparisons, she is a relatively good actress, but let's let's call a spade a spade. Margot Robbie is gorgeous and sexy, and if she was not beautiful, she would not even be known. She would not have a Wikipedia entry or IMDb entry, but she's gorgeous. Her breakout role is Wolf of Wall Street, where she plays DiCaprio's second wife. I think she's most famous in that movie for the uh, the baby scene where she's using her high heels to keep DiCaprio away because she just found out DiCaprio had done something wrong. And that that scene is just amazing. And, and if you look at Wolf of Wall Street, which I feel is, at least for me, one of the most entertaining Scorsese movies, if not his best, I think most cinephiles would not say it's his best, but that movie is just so much fun to watch. And DiCaprio is amazing in it. It's absolutely amazing. And McConaughey's great in it. Jonah Hill's good in it. It's just a crazy movie. And she steals the show because she's so gorgeous, but not just because she's gorgeous, but she can hold herself. She has a presence in that movie, even though she's in it maybe three scenes, maybe. So she uses that role to get some other small roles, but her next big breakout kind of role is in Focus. And I remember Focus 
because at the time, Will Smith had kind of been in a rut. Overall, I'm not a big uh, Will Smith fan. I think he is a little one-dimensional, and uh, we might have a filmography later on him. I don't think he's got a lot of range, but either way, he's kind of in a lull, and then he does Focus, and I think Focus is a very enjoyable movie. It's essentially a movie about uh, con artists and gamblers, and again, her first two movies, <laughs> she's holding the screen against DiCaprio and Will Smith, both guys known for great charisma, and she does a great job, and Focus is a great movie. Like a lot of Will Smith movies, you, you don't necessarily believe the sexual chemistry that Will Smith has with any of his female celebrities, maybe uh, with the exception of Eva Mendez and Hitch, kind of like with Cruise that we talked about in the upcoming three-part series we have on Tom Cruise filmography, which should be coming out in a couple of weeks. But either way, she does a great job in that movie. And then later on, she uses that fame to to play Harley Quinn in three different movies, and uh, Suicide Squad, and then the 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 kind of solo movie that she did, the Birds of Prey movie. And those three movies are, are mingled in the last several years of her career. I mean, if you think of Wolf of Wall Street being a breakout, she's only been in Hollywood really less than 10 years. But she does those three movies. I think the last one came out in 2021, but the first one is 2016. Then the following year, she does do Legend of Tarzan, which I forgot about, but that's not really a memorable mom a moment, no memorable film, no offense to Alexander Skarsgård, who... Uh, did have another memorable chiseled movie recently with the Northmen, which I actually thought was a decent movie. And she has that very, very small role in the big short, but we don't really count that. But following Suicide Squad, she does Itania. So Itania, I don't find to be a rewatchable movie in any way, shape, or form. But what do you see already? So you see her doing the sex pot. You see her already branching out to doing the lucrative... DC slash Marvel type movies and having a franchise there. And now you start seeing her to do the indie, the independent movies. And Itania, she produced, so she created a production company similar to, to many other celebrities, but I think Brad Pitt maybe has the most famous one, Reese Witherspoon as well. But Brad Pitt, Plan B, he just recently sold that. And I forgot to mention that in the Brad Pitt filmography, but he just sold his Plan B production company because apparently he just wants to retire and make wine over in France. But uh, she created Lucky Chap, which is a producing company that she did with her future husband, Tom Ackerley. So at the time, they weren't married. But uh, we'll talk about her personal life in a second. And so she produces I, Tanya, And I, Tanya does well. She gets a, a nomination for I, Tanya. And uh, it's it's kind of like the monster Charlize Theron. You know, the, the movies where the beautiful woman doesn't want to look as beautiful. But it's believable. And she does a great job. So she's already showing range. Then she does Peter Rabbit 1 and 2. Uh, one comes out in 2018, so again, she's going into animation. So she's branching off, branching off, branching off. Her only real dud, you could say, is Terminal. is a movie that has uh, the guy from uh, Shaun of the Dead, and uh, Simon Pegg. And that movie's kind of like not really memorable. 2018 also has Mary Queen of Scots. And this movie was fascinating because this is really her first delving into to the period pieces. Because as I mentioned in Overrated Actors, which is going to come on Wednesday... For me, an actress uh, to be rated or underrated, you have to do some range. And I, I mentioned in that episode coming up with May that that I got to see you successfully pull off a period movie. And she does this. Now, Mary Queen of Scots got a lot of 
buzz in the, in the circuit, you know, the film festival circuit, because it's got Saoirse Ronan playing Mary Queen of Scots and Margot Robbie as her cousin Elizabeth the uh, first. And the movie's good. I love period movies, so I mean, this is right up my alley because I love history. And I think the only down part of this movie, aside from Taylor Swift's boyfriend being in it, not that good, is that they only share really one scene together. So it's kind of like Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts in The Mexican, where they put the poster, you think they're going to be in the movie the whole time, and they're really not. It's mostly, uh, I guess you could say it's mostly uh, Julia Roberts with Gandolfini. And that's that's my only dig on Mary Queen of Scots. I think she's great as Queen Elizabeth, and I think, you know, Saoirse Ronan's solid and everything. But that's her first... That's our first period movie. So if you look at her first four years, from Wolf to Queen of Scots, she, her agents, her team, whatever you want to call it, are doing a really good job of branching out. Because they're using her her beauty in a lot of these movies. But she's also doing the independent movie, like I, Tanya. She's doing animation with Peter Rabbit. She's doing the comic book movies, which are going to give her a lot of, of, of fame and 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 exposure because that's what most people go out to see go to that episode we just did on the movie theaters and the problem with movie theaters and now she does the drama movie then she does once upon a time in hollywood in 2019 and bombshell in 2019 she gets academy award nomination for bombshell and as i mentioned she did birds of prey in 2020 and suicide squad and peter rabbit 2 2021 we're not going to talk about those because we already talked about about how she's branching out in those movies now, let's talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is one of my favorite Tarantino, top three Tarantino movies, along with probably Inglorious Bastards, as I talked about in the Brad Pitt filmography, and maybe Pulp Fiction. I just like his lighter work. And when I first saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I didn't know the controversy going into it, how Tarantino was accused of using Margot Robbie, that she didn't have enough lines, blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of aware of this 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 narrative going into the movie. And I talked about in the Brad Pitt conversation with May, my take on Once Upon a Time, that Brad Pitt's essentially playing Brad Pitt and that DiCaprio should have gotten the Academy Award because he's mind-blowing in that movie. Margot Robbie is incredible as Sharon Tate. Now, this, this could be considered a hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. If you guys have seen the movie, she's not in it that much and she barely has any speaking roles. But what she does with what she has is amazing. And yeah, you could say it's easy to impersonate somebody. But I don't I don't really feel like she's impersonating Sharon Tate. And you guys know she's one of the the, the people who was murdered by the Manson clan, the most famous person, Roman, Roman Polanski's pregnant wife. But I think she's just luminescent in this movie. If you just not not just because the way she looks, but the scene in the movie theater where she's shy because she wants to go see herself in the movie that's being played inside. And she has to convince the the guy at the front that she is Sharon Tate and that she is in this movie. And then the, the scene of her watching herself on screen is beautiful. The scene of her in the room just listening to music is great. She's just, she's able to convey a lot with very few words. And I just think she is amazing in this movie. And I wish she would have gotten more credit. Now in Bombshell... She's fine. Bombshell's okay of a movie. I don't find it to be that memorable. It's got Nicole Kidman playing Gretchen Carlson and has Charlize Theron playing uh, Megan Kelly. And those are real life people, obviously. And and um, 
Margot Robbie's playing a fictional character, kind of the one, the up-and-coming blonde, so to speak, who gets uh, essentially assaulted by uh, Ailes, the, the, the guy who was running Fox News at the time. It's a good movie, and I think she does a great job in it. I think they all are really good in that movie. But I think if I had to give an Academy Award for one of these two movies, I think Once Upon a Time is a harder it's a harder role. I honestly think it's a harder role, but I think she does a great job in that. And again, now she's working with more of the auteurs. She's working with Tarantino. And uh, again, just doing a really good job with her career. Then as I mentioned, uh, Bombshell and Once Upon a Time were 2019. God, that feels a long time ago. It feels like Once Upon a Time just came out like last year. Then she does Peter Rabbit 2, get some of that money for doing the voice work, easy work. And then Suicide Squad, which I'm imagining is going to be her last iteration as Harley Quinn. She is 32. It just seems that role is meant for a younger actress. And, and let's be real. I mean, Hollywood isn't kind to women. They got maybe a 15-year shelf span. And uh, I don't know if she's going to come back. Gunn is running the whole DC thing now. And he might keep her because, I mean, she is one of... A, a very small handful of people that are, are recognizable under the age of 40. So he recently shelved um, Henry Cavill, even though he said we're going to keep Henry Cavill Superman, then he comes out. It's like, yeah, no, we're going to shelf that. So we'll see what Gunn does with the DC the property. And then uh, most recently, she did Amsterdam and Babylon. Now, in full disclosure, I've not seen either of these movies. Babylon just came out. That's Damien Chazelle's movie that has gotten, quote, mixed reviews. I, I I will wait for streaming to see this. Amsterdam is on HBO Max. I do want to watch this. It has May's favorite actor, Christian Bale, in it. Um, I do know Amsterdam, which is um, David O. Russell's movie. I'm not a big fan of David O. Russell, but I'll simply watch the movie because it's got Bale and Robbie in it. And then Babylon, I will see when it comes out streaming. Now, her 2022 is amazing. I mean, you got two big movies with big name actors. Babylon's got Brad Pitt. And so she is in A-list territory. 2023 is looking good for her because she's got Barbie coming out with Ryan Gosling. So we'll see how that... That's a, it's, it's interesting because it's Greta Gerwig directing. Greta Gerwig and her partner, Noah Baumbach, who's a well-known writer-director as well. You know, I might know him from, let's say, Marriage Story, are writing Barbie. So you know it's going to have this kind of like feminist tilt to it. So it'll be fascinating to see. But she's doing this with Gosling. And then she is doing a reboot of the Ocean series. So it's not going to be like Ocean's 8 that Sandra Bullock did that not long ago. It's going to be a reboot of Ocean's 11. So you see that Robbie is killing it. She's only 32 and she is doing everything right. She's branched out. She's done the animation movies. She's done the Marvel movies. She's done indie movies. She already has her own producing company that has a pretty good hit rate. And the producing company is important because like with Reese Witherspoon, eventually she's not going to be able to act all the time or not get the roles that she wants. So she'll be making some ancillary income from the, the producing company. And then you see just in the last three years with Babylon, with Amsterdam, with Barbie, she is if not headlining films, having at least the second lead in these movies. And it's a testimony to to her good decision-making and her, you know, let's be real, her beauty and her just, her agents making good choices for her. And one of the things I like about her as well is her personal life. So she keeps her private life very personal. 
She's been with her husband since 2016. They got married secretly. It wasn't like, let's sell the photos to People Magazine, a la Brad and Angelina and all these other people who do it. Secretly got married, private, still with her husband after six years. That, that's a lot for Hollywood. Let's be real. That's a lot for Hollywood. And he is a not well-known British producer. So, I mean, they could end up having a good marriage like Julia Roberts and, and Danny Motor. And Motor wasn't not, I think he was a key grip or something, or it could, you know, blow up in three years, who, to, to be real, who, who knows. But in that regard, I think she's doing a great job. So I think she gets an A in pretty much everything she's doing. The only thing that I think she needs to do is start having a kid soon because, uh, you know, she is 32. And I, I get when you're in this mode, Cameron Diaz did this, a lot of actresses do this where they're, on, they're really hot right now and they're like, oh, I'm going to postpone having kids or they're indoctrinated thinking that they don't want to have kids because the, the world's overpopulated, whatever it is. But if she wants to have kids, uh, she needs to really start thinking about that pretty soon. And that would be my only complaint. Now, in terms of talent, where would we put her? In terms of A-listability, I mentioned in the episode, Movie Stars Under the Age of 40, I did mention her at the end that she's probably the biggest female movie star under the age of 40 in terms of just star power, but also in terms of just bankability, because ultimately that's what movie studios care about is money. Is this movie going to make us money? And I think right now, as I mentioned in that episode, Zendaya has potential, but she really hasn't shown it yet. But Margot Robbie has demonstrated that she has range, has skills. Now, can she demonstrate that she alone can open a movie? She has not demonstrated that. I, Tanya was an indie movie. That did well for the budget, but we'll see. She's smart in that she's picking projects that have other big stars in it. So if it tanks, it doesn't necessarily hurt her career. So with Babylon, she's getting a lot of praise for her, her role in Babylon, but if it tanked, it's more on Chazelle or even Brad Pitt because he's a bigger star. And same from Amsterdam. So even on her duds, it, she's not really getting a lot of the blowback for that. And really the only movie that you could say was kind of a dud was Terminal and Tarzan. But even then, it didn't really affect her career. And lastly, in terms of talent, where would I put her? Now, I think in terms of beauty, as I mentioned, Cameron Diaz and her are quite striking at their peak. And I think that Margot Robbie has more talent. I, you you saw Diaz do uh, her British movie tr chance quote British movie with gangs in New York, and she was atrocious in that movie. And I say Diaz does have comedic talent, and it remains to be seen if Margot Robbie has that because none of her movies she's really being a true comedic presence. So we'll, it remains to be seen. But even someone like Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts known to be very beautiful. I would say Robbie has more range than she does. Absolutely. If you look at someone maybe like Kate Winslet, she's not at Kate Winslet's level in terms of, of range and talent. In terms of beauty, I think she's more beautiful than Kate Winslet. And it remains to be seen. I think she does need to, to keep venturing out and doing more, more roles uh, that require effort. So more accents more period movies more oscar movies but at the same time maintaining this good balance of doing mainstream movies so she stays bankable for the studios but as a whole at 32 years old she's pretty much doing everything right she realizes that she has a short shelf life and so she's making the most of it she's done quite a lot of movies for essentially only being big 
for about nine years and she's doing a lot of range of projects which is smart as well right it's like it's like investing you want to invest a little here a little there a little there and little and so forth but i think robbie's gonna have a successful career and even as she ages i think she'll still be able to do movies so i i could see her having a kidman slash blanchette directory to pick two other fellow australians simply because she's beautiful but also she's got range and you look at other actresses that were beautiful at their peak and they stopped being able to, to do movies because they didn't really have a lot of talent. And I think Margot Robbie does have talent. We just haven't seen the full brunt of it, in my opinion. And it'll be exciting to see what she does in the next five or six years. And especially in 2013 with Oceans and uh, certainly Barbie. Barbie's going to be really big, big cultural impact. So we'll see how she does. But so far, I give her an A. Guys, go check out our Facebook group the cinema rag i have some polls there about actors and actresses go check it out follow that and post a vote until next time take care god bless and pray thanks for listening to the cinema rag please post an honest review on apple spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation lastly follow the rag today until next time